Welcome to the Casey Catch-Up. This week, I've got Zane Westwood, a good mate of mine, my, my downwind buddy. Um, Zane hasn't been foiling that long, but he's a freak. He, um, remember the first time I saw him, he was just pumping around in circles and carving on this foil. And I was like, man, who is this guy? He's, I've never seen him before and he's ripping. Um, and you know, he's learned to sup pretty much just so he can downwind and he's killing it now. It's, it's so cool to see where he's come from. Um, we actually did a lesson together for the first time, kind of the first time I met Zane and he went out in the P180 on this, on his sup and kind of couldn't get going. So we went into the beach and he got a chip shot and he pretty much pumped the last four Ks to the finish, which is like, he's a seriously skilled athlete. So I'm stoked to have him on and we've tested a lot of gear together for the GoFoil stuff. So yeah, Zane, thanks for coming on. Stoked to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, it was actually about a year ago that we did that that uh, that lesson. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That so, was such a cool. Yeah. I remember because we we surfed a couple of times together, and on the P one eighty, like you were staying up longer than I could ever like even dream of. And I'm like, dude, this guy could downwind tomorrow. Like, there's no, there was no doubt in my mind. And you hit me up and go, I want to try a sup downwind. I'm like, oh, let's do it. And I kind of went into it thinking you just have it, and we went out there, and I was like. Man, he's got no idea. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's so foreign. The first, I remember we uh, sort of jumped yeah. off and sort of started going, and I think I got up a couple of times, I was like trying to show you, um, and we sort of stopped about like between North and South Narrow, and I'm like, these are the bumps that we're looking at, like just because you were still looking behind you, you were like looking for them to come. Yeah. So I guess that's a, probably a good place to start. Do you want to talk us through just downwinding for the first time? Yeah. Because it's pretty fresh for you, you know, it's only been a yeah, year. Definitely. Um, yeah, well, that, that first time was just coming from surfing. You're, you're riding in front of the waves or riding the energy in front and then learning how to downwind, you're reading the back of it. So obviously staying high and stuff like that on the, on the bump. And then was so foreign to look at facing down the wind. So, yeah, it was definitely difficult. That, uh, that first that first session had no idea what was going on or yeah. how to read it so and then uh, yeah that, at that night I came home and I was just devastated but <laughs> frothing to frothing to uh, experience the uh, yeah that that new that new feeling so I was just hungry from then yeah no well, like, like I it, said yeah. you, like you had I guess when, when I talk like when for anyone who wants to downwind you pretty much need two things you need to have some sort of way to chip in. And then once you've chipped in, you've got to have a way to stay up and and not come down. And and I guess the reason I was so confident that you'd get it that first time was that I knew you could stay up. Like once you're up, you were sweet. You're actually reading the bumps really well once you're yeah. up and going. But just what the only thing you had to really learn was the chipping. Yeah. Chipping in was um yeah, it's just it's foreign because on you know, when we surf, we look behind us, look for a wave and we paddle for it. When we downwind, it's you can sort of still look behind to see the thing coming, but I recommend even still, like if sometimes the biggest one you see behind you isn't the best one. If you just look yeah. downwind and you see that little, like that little drawn out sort of clean section, and you can paddle down into that trough, that's the that's what, like that's yeah, what I was trying to show you. That yeah, session. they're the ones definitely. I really yeah. actually what you said the other day uh, of Avalon, those bumps coming off the rocks and refracting out. That's mm -hmm. why I did this Savo and tapped into that. And it was a lot easier to get up 
then yeah. waiting for the big bump that white caps and then pushes you and then I found it yeah the the trough that you said that was I found it a lot easier yeah to, um, yeah to to get up because it's so short so close together those those bumps yeah at, at North Avalon where, where we Jan Zane and I normally start our downwinder in a northeasterly run it it um it's like the swell it's like kind of messy and backwashy yeah. behind the point, but then it gets just past the point. And I guess any headland or rocky outcrop normally just downwind of that, it seems to clean up. And that's, yeah. but I remember we've done a couple in the last week, but we've been downwind so many wind, windy days the past week. So we've done lots of downwinders and I was getting out way before you and I was thinking, what's he doing? Like it's, it's perfectly lined up in there. It's just like, yeah, it is. Yeah. and you keep going further up. I'm like, well, he knows what he's doing. But I mentioned it to you last time. And I was like, just try here. And like, it's, you can kind of see, yeah. you know, and, little... those, and those ones are coming through a lot more than the, like the white cats. Cause like when it's on the inside, it's, it's obviously glassy, but mm. the bumps are slow and like lining up and there's a lot more coming through. So it's faster to get up, I reckon. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, it was a good tip tapping into that. Yeah. <laughs> all like every different, I guess, downwind run has its own little, um, yeah yes yeah. yeah but like we both know that um between you know like usually around mount of our warrior the bumps are usually pretty good whether yeah. it be in a northeast or a southerly run so like for we sure. always look forward for that section and um and i guess whenever there's a bit of backwash or anything you know when i was chatting to dave kalama we spoke about those characteristics you know you usually have you know wind chop and then you have swell usually coming from a different direction. And then you've got some sort of refraction, whether it be off reef yeah. or land. And then you've got maybe some currents too. And yeah. um, if you can try to pinpoint each of those for each of your, for your local downwind run, I, I feel like it helps a lot. For sure. Definitely um, figuring out the pattern. You know, it takes like a good, when you get up, you obviously a bit frazzled because you've been pumping you've been trying to get up like so much energy and then it takes about a minute or two to really tune in and tap into the uh the pattern i find there's like every downwind yeah. has a different different pattern to the to the swells or the bumps what's going on like timing and like time between sets or like that mm. also i noticed in like a southerly so in a nor'easter when we do a like from Avalon to Brownwater and there's South swell, it like creates a wedge. And the, when the swell wedges and those bumps that come off it, I find they're the best ones. They have the most energy because it's just like the cleanest. Yeah. Propagated it. Yeah. Yeah. So pushes. So I always say to myself, just wait for the, uh, the propagation that it propagate in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Just like pump that. Yeah. 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 Fully. And that's so, interesting. I was actually just chatting to Matt, Matt Costa the other day and he was saying like, Oh, you know, when the swells one way and the winds the other, you can't do a downwinder. I'm like, nah, that's nah. a that's a hoax. Like, if yeah. it's windy enough, it doesn't matter. And like, totally. especially here, like we do downwinders, you know, in a northeasterly and a southerly. And most of the time, lately anyway, this the northeast winds. There's usually a long longer period south swell running. Totally. Well, so yeah, like, definitely south in, in the swell. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Well, I find it. Be, I find it's it's uh, just recently kind of understanding it a bit more it's actually worked to your advantage sometimes like when the swells kind of going not the opposite direction or like kind of on a 45 degree to the yeah. to the wind chop i find yeah. that's yeah 
the, those ones are they start to run into the, the beach more or they stand up more. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, tell um, us about that. So, like, especially, I guess, really in northeasterly Zanzibar, it's pretty rare that the, the wind and the swell here are going the exact same direction. Normally, if we have a northeast wind, normally the, the swell's normally either east or southeast. Yeah. Yeah, and then if it's a south, south wind, the, the wind's like kind of as the swells more southeast or yeah, east. Yeah, totally. Yeah, even in a southerly, the, the wind isn't the same direction as a swell. The swell's coming more into the more into the land, but the wind's kind of marching up the coast. Mm. So um, it's kind of good. Like the other day, we're like that southerly, the wind was semi offshore and you could just yeah. go really straight or go out to the out to see and when a big big swell came through you could get behind it and chase that in and then just keep kind of doing figure eights like big figure eights going in and out and just yeah trying to trying to max your speed out yeah yeah (laughs) Um, using the uh, it was worth we we should talk about the um the new go followings we've been playing with um as well as some other foil gear that like i'm happy to talk about it too um yeah for sure I've, i've always been pretty just stick to what I know in terms of just yeah. using GoFall and it's, I've been stoked on it. But in the last probably three weeks, we've been, Zay and I both been testing a bunch of um, lift gear as well as the new GoFall gear. Um, I've managed to have a go of the Takuma Kajira once or twice and the Axis Triple Nine, which has all been super interesting and different feels, but amazingly yeah. similar as well, I- I've found anyway. So I know you've tried it too. So take us away, Zane. What have you found? With um, I find with the GoFoil stuff, definitely is the easiest to get up because it has the most lift, which is a good thing I think for learning how to downwind. Because if you can't get up, you can't you can't go and can't ride the bumps. So, but I guess it can. Well, not with these new wings. They're like they're still like the RS. I've only done what have I used the thirteen hundred RS thirteen hundred and the eleven fifty. I haven't downwind to the thousand, but the eleven fifty is pretty relatively. It's not really hard to get up on the right bump, but it um it goes fast. So I find it's a good um combination of getting up far like easy and then being able to stay with the bumps on a, on a big day or a windy day. Mm. Um, but that's, I've only used it three times so far, but so far. Three times, really like, good. Yeah. Three times in like five days. <laughs> hasn't even been a week. Hey. Um, but yeah. And then the, I've been, had a go of the lift. I haven't downwinded the lift 120 yet. Um, but just feeling it in the, in the surf, it's definitely a very efficient wing. Mm. Um, surprised at how small it is and how well it can it can pump like generally from like a year ago if i saw a wing that small i definitely wouldn't be thinking i'd be able to pump it for so long so mm. um yeah definitely definitely a good wing for sure that one yeah for, for me i was chatting to someone about it today the the one twenty all the lift high aspect wings they're like they look tiny like they're super high aspect and super small but they feel a lot bigger than they look. And that's why I guess people yeah. don't get bogged down in projected area or wingspan or anything like that. I really feel like you've got to try the foil because to For me, sure. the RS 1000 feels pretty similar to the high aspect 120 from lift in yeah. terms of the way it pumps and the way it 
um, turns. Like, it, yeah. it, they're kind of like for like, but probably if you lined them up, we haven't actually haven't lined them up yet, but if you yeah, lined them they, up, the lift would so, be way smaller. Almost yeah, guaranteed. way smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. But so I think that's, I don't know, the to- as it's changing and evolving and obviously the technology is getting better, I think surface area is, is going to become irrelevant mm. at all because, yeah, they're just making wings more efficient and smaller. Because yeah. I remember about a year ago, I was like, I wonder what's going to happen in a year or two with, like, surely they'll make a wing that's small, like, a, like say, a GL100 small that's small but be able to pump it like a, a 240 or a 210 mm. so that's where it's all going hey it's very yeah it's and i guess pretty. the smaller foil you can kind of turn better because it's less likely to breach and even yeah. now you know if when the wingtips are breaching it it doesn't matter like when the tips yeah. sort of come out, know, hey. yeah like the um the nls you can hear it because that the tip sticks up you can hear that like the ventilation but with these RS, you can't even – you have to look down to see if it's breaching. Uh, you can't even hear it now. Hey, it's crazy. Yeah, no, it's so. super smooth. Like yeah. like you said, you, you can't – and um, I was winging the 1300 the other day and I was, like, going for, like, a long time with, like, the wingtip just going – Wow. Across, like, it was, like, looking at it. I'm, like, doesn't feel like there's any tip out, but you can see it. It's, like – Yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. A lot of the wings are doing that now, hey. Like, it's all mm. – Ventil- I think ventilation is a big thing because I remember the GLs didn't like when they breach a tip, not all the time, you know, like you'd yeah, breach a tip. If you, got, and if you would, got a good portion of the tip out, you were done. Yeah. Yeah. It'd have to either be loaded up like on a turn. If it was like, wasn't loaded up or you just, just doing a little like turn and you breach it, you'd, you'd come down. Mm. But now nothing, nothing's affecting the wingtips, say. Hey. Yeah, you have to get a fair bit of that. You almost have to get that step out of the yeah. RS to be really feeling it. And that's yeah. That's like a good, you know, yeah. five, ten centimeters, five ish. I yeah, guess. I haven't. I guess this week I haven't done much proning, so haven't felt the performance of it. <laughs> yeah, I, we, yeah, like I said earlier, like we've had such good wind the last yeah. our spring, so we've had heaps of wind. So we've, I was, we've probably done. Close to 100 k's downwinding in the last week, I'd probably say. I reckon, yeah, for yeah. sure. Between yeah. us, easily. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in all conditions, get, so. Yeah, I've got to get you on a manly to palmy run one day. You can oh, fully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talk us about. Uh, t- tell us about. Okay, so the first lesson you had on the P180 and had a hard time getting going. Um, then the next session, I said, "Look, just to go again because I know you're going to get it." And I put you on the GL240. And I guess, tell yeah. us how much of a difference that made. Um, I guess from the first session till that next one, I think it was about three weeks later, or two weeks later. Um, definitely was doing a lot more supping in the surf just to feel the balance of the board. And because yeah, it's very, I <clears throat> used to ride like a eight, six, just surfs up like years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I, my mum actually drove it over, drove over it and broke the tail. Nope. So I just, I just didn't want to get it fixed. And that was it. But going from that to a, a 6.0 definitely is a lot harder to ride and stay balanced. But um, yeah, just put, put the time in and effort to just figure it out, the, um, the board and just 
like the paddle power you can you have to use to get on waves and so I just put a bit more time in because I thought I was a bit naive I thought I could just get on it and ride it but it's not that wasn't the case yeah um and then yeah that session I guess it was a lot windier as well so I had a bit more experience on the sup um and the 240 obviously made it a lot easier Mm. and I find definitely for like for anyone that's learning the first time you it doesn't matter how fast you go you I, I I recommend having like the biggest wing you can get um yeah the biggest foil wing for sure just so you can get up and then once you're up you can start like learning how to read the bumps and process it all because it definitely takes time and still or every session I'm learning something new which is good be more efficient or like when to when to go straight or go back out to sea or yeah stuff like that um yeah but definitely that session I was pumping a lot wasn't I like I just didn't know how to read that read it properly yeah I think there's something like there's no doubt a bigger foil is is better because you're yeah. up more often but totally. I also think there's a we've spoken about it before there's like an optimum speed for different runs so like a big water yeah. run for example which is an inland run the GL240 or the GL210 are kind of perfect speed because they're slower yeah. whereas when you're in the ocean the everything's moving faster yeah Swells, there's a lot more energy yeah. So if you're on a GL240, you're not able to stay, like you're maxing out the whole time. So you have to pull off. And every time you pull yeah. off, you have to pump more. And then you got to pump back onto the next swell. Yeah. So it's, you know, obviously you're pumping more, but, um, and probably pumping a little bit than you, more than you have to, but everyone does the first couple sure. of times. Yeah, yeah. But Definitely. a slower foil, even though you have to pump a little bit more, you're going to be up. And there's nothing worse than yeah. paddling for three, four, five, six kilometers on yeah, a six-foot board because you can't get torture. up. That was torture that time, that mm. first time. But, yeah, definitely. I, don't, I reckon it's kind of good to be over, like, more like uh, more foil or being overpowered or more, like, over, like, too much lift than obviously not enough. So, because you, you, if you have, like, a big foil, you just maxed out the whole time. So, you're, you're gliding more and you can just, like, if you can't keep up with that bump, you just turn off, turn off left or right, which other way you're going, and just tap into the next one behind. So, mm. yeah, that was that was definitely a massive learning curve, that that run for sure. Just to see, or just knowing which um which bumps to chase and what to leave, mm. and which ones were the right speed for that foil, mm. for sure. Um, I think that's a big thing. Not uh, I remember when I was those after that that session and about three three to ten runs after that i was on the i think it was the gl210 yeah and i wanted to go faster but and i was always trying to chase the bump down in front of me yeah and i i was just like tiring myself out so quickly and um and then i obviously just natural progression you realize to what ones to leave and what ones to take and then that's when um you definitely glide more and use a lot less energy. Um, yeah. Mm. No, I remember you stuck with the bigger foils for a while and I was, yeah, and I was back and I'm like, yeah, just stay with, because, you know, paddling up like the chip, you, like if you could get in on the P180, you were sweet, but yeah, it was getting going and having the confidence that you would be able to get going if you came down halfway. And so I think you were so scarred from that first run that you were yeah. like, no, no, I'm good on the 240 for now and I'll go to the 210. Yeah. I'm going to stay in the 210 for, for a while. And 
I remember I, I, there was a time like, come on, I think you're ready for the P180s and you're like, I'm going to do one more in the 210. And then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the think the time that I realized I was um, ready for the, the P180 was I did a, a wing down window from Avalon on the just free winging. And then I came in at Brownwater and my car was in the car park. And I was like, I might as well just try the like paddle out a couple hundred meters and see if I can get up. And I got up first go, no worries. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely time yeah. to go smaller. So, yeah. um, and I think it was summer. So it was daylight savings and I drove back up to Avalon and then did a, did a paddle down window and that, then that was, it was on from there. Yeah. Start, yeah. yeah it's i think you did it the right way like obviously if, if we could if we cut out that first run pretty much you know you only had one really bad experience and, and yeah like i've I said to almost everyone your first downwind is totally suck. <laughs> yeah yeah you just gotta you just gotta cop it really um yeah it's not like yeah you can do it unless you get a chip in from the point or wherever um and you're really good at pumping but Everyone goes through it, I think. Everyone has their story of it or um, their experience of paddling for two, five kilometres. Mm. And um, definitely, it's definitely worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, well, I was chatting to a mate the other day and, you know, it's the longest wave on the northern beaches. You know, you do totally. 12K left-hander off North Ave. Yeah. How good. <laughs> so good. It's actually... Um, it's good to see a lot more people getting into it the last few months. I think, I think from your podcast, a lot more people have really, and the and your coaching website of a lot a lot more people have uh, realised that it's more possible than it than it is. It's just time in the water and, um, yeah, the effort. Yeah, I mean that's 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 what I've, I guess that's been the goal of the podcast was like I've. I love it. And like you and yeah. I were the only ones doing it for whole of last year, pretty much. And then yeah. before that, it was me and another guy, Sean Woolno. And he sort of has a bit of a bung back. So he was on and off. And so I was just down with him by myself so yeah. many times. And, and then when you got into it, I'm like, yes, I'm so stoked. Like, it's nothing <laughs> to do it with. Yeah. Um, and then Joe's getting close to doing it now. Yeah. And that's sort of given JB and Casso and Jezza and, and Jay. Totally. All this sort of day that, you know, that downwind, it was like how many? It was like nine of us. Mm. It was great. Yeah. It was like and Indy. Like well. yeah, in India, it's like being in the surf, you know, and you paddle past someone like four times in the surf. It was but like that on a 12, 13k run, you bumped into a bunch of people. The, yeah, the highway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The highway. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's good. It's good. A lot more people are getting into it now. Um, mm. which will make it easier for car logistics as well. Yeah. Less less petrol consumption. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been a little tricky for us here in Sydney because we haven't been allowed to carpool because of yeah. the lockdown. So we've literally been relying on um, girlfriends and wives. Yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> basically. Thank, thank you. Yeah, Thanks, we're pretty Molly. thankful of that. So <laughs> yeah. Over there. Thanks, Molly. <laughs> Thanks, Molly. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, we um. There's a few of us, me, Pete, and my mate Jack, we went thirds in a, what is it, a Toyota. It's a 1984 Toyota Corona. And um, yeah. it costs like, I don't know, between three of us, I spent like $300 each on it. And that's just been the communal downwind car. And it's uh, it's good. It's good to have one. 
yeah. pretty it's such a such a shit box but it's so funny um driving past people in the traffic and they just like give you these weird looks yeah like, what are you doing what are you driving yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you driving yeah but uh yeah definitely makes it easier if you get a cheap car between a few, yeah. few buddies it makes it a lot easier the logistics yeah and i guess we're lucky here that the runs go both ways so we can literally yeah. you know if you time it right you get the northeaster in before the southerly comes and then the next day you just go back to where so you drive to the start of the northeast yeah. run do your run finish finish home or wherever you can finish and then the next day start from where you finish and go back to get the car so there's literally you don't have yeah. to you don't have to go back to pick the car up. There's no yeah. shuttle, which is epic. No, no bus, no bus riding or riding Itch. a bike. <laughs> I went through a phase where I was catching the bus before COVID. I was catching the bus like every downwind. I'd literally downwind to Palmy and I'd just wait for the bus and take my foil yeah, apart and get on my board and everything. And <laughs> I like it. That's epic. It was pretty sick. <laughs> Definitely worth it for sure. Oh, Put yeah. Our hour, hour downwinders. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to you also about um, a, more on equipment. So, yep. um, first of all, the foil, you, you, you stayed in a bigger foil for longer just to really have that confidence that you wouldn't yeah. have what happened the first run again. Um, totally. Yeah. The worst fear is not being able yeah. to get back up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what the main thing is, is the confidence of getting up, say, halfway along the run and not being able to get up. So, mm. I find what we've been what i've been doing on like a 10 to 12 knot day go down to Brownwater, which is onshore on the nor'easter and just paddle out 100 meters or 200 meters and then just try and get up in the light conditions and i find that's the best the biggest confidence builder to knowing that if you come down on a light day you can get back up if you just you're patient and you you just wait you don't panic you just wait for the right bump. There might be five, 10, 15 minutes, but yeah, I find that's the biggest um, confidence booster is just doing a bit of training and yeah. keeping the uh, the skills up to up to date. Yeah, and you're literally paddling out or, or jumping off the rocks out into the wind yeah. for a little while and then just popping up. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, I, that's, yeah, I'm stoked to see more of the local crew do that because I think yeah. I, recommended that to you at the start like well let's yeah, do definitely. this since you didn't get up the first time let's let's practice this and just in a brown water and the bumps are slower there too which sucks if you're finishing your run when you've come in but to get started it's actually a really yeah, nice little chip sure. in shallow um, water i find it's also good to like if you're not confident on a, a wing that you want to try and get up on it's a good thing to do with anyone just to go out at your local spot where it's onshore and just see if you can get up on a, a wing that you really want to downwind on. So mm. yeah, it just gives you that confidence, which is the, I think the main thing was the main thing for me, the downwinding was just being able to get up at any, at, if I come down a bit of seaweed or any, any situation, you just, yeah, you can get back up. You got an exit there. plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah. You don't, want to, you don't want to happen what happened to um kahi and that buddy. oh yeah i heard that <laughs> on the prone <laughs> but like i was saying how how when we do our prone yeah. runs it's like yeah. a five ten minute paddle and he's like five ten minutes that's nothing yeah, he's yeah. like try 45 minutes yeah like, i'd give up is that happening prone that's dedication that is yeah kind of i think that's wild like it's yeah yeah 
Like, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely doable here, but I don't want to do it. I'd rather just have a paddle. Like, yeah, sometimes well, you don't use the paddle at all, but it's just good to know that you have it to get up. Like, if you come down, yeah, find it a bit more enjoyable. Yeah, um, so, so we've spoken about doing a prone run, you know, from like starting the car and in the subway and go to yeah. wherever. And like you said, I think it's definitely doable, but. I don't think it'd be as enjoyable because you just like if you fall you die. Stressing. <laughs> yeah, it's actually stressful. <laughs> like the ones we do from Narrabeen to Collaroy, obviously they're short and close, but um, you're definitely not like the guys in Hawaii. They're just they're ripping turns out there. And I'm definitely mm. not doing that. Nah, <laughs> I'm just right. holding on. <laughs> yeah, just holding on. Yeah. Eh? I, th- I actually I'd be I'm keen to try the um. The RS eleven fifty prone downwind. I can that'd be yeah. pretty sweet. For sure. Um the, the Northy run. Totally. Um yeah. yeah, yeah. That felt that that wing, man, that felt good. That was like definitely uh the smallest swing I've ridden downwind and it was relatively easy to get up on a on a windy day. And it turned so well. So I was Yeah, really, do you wanna do you wanna yeah. I guess explain what how that wing feels like each of them and how it feels compared to, I guess the old go fall range or other stuff you've tried. Cause yeah, a lot okay. of people are interested. Um, so the 1300 felt is, um, so it's similar, similar. It's the same wingspan as the P1, PNL 185. Definitely it's thinner and it goes faster, I reckon. Um, and what I noticed today, actually, it's really good, really good down low, at low speed. You, I pretty much could stall it to like, I don't know, like zero, <laughs> obviously not, but like fast, yeah. a bit fast, and then pump it back up and get it out, get out of like a situation where I, if I made a mistake. Um, but that, yeah, that was good for, it's good for light days. And then the 1150 is less wingspan. I think it's the same chord. Um, it's more like a, it's, I don't know, it's similar service area to the NL190, do you reckon? I, I felt like it was between the 160 and the 190. I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not as much like service area as the well, But it's still smaller than the 190 to me. Yeah, it has, it's a higher aspect though. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that, 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 was, that, was, that was really fun to ride. It's like you can just do turns on the mm. bumps. It's not as... Um, uh, the PL 185 tracks a bit more. It's harder to turn. Obviously, yeah, it's a, it just glides so well. So it's, yeah, love uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, which is not a bad thing at all. Yeah. Um, but the yeah the 1150 is good for just like weaving in and out of the bumps and just like shortcuts and just like being. It's you got to be a bit more efficient on it, which is which is a it's a fun game to play when you're out there for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, I haven't I haven't proned it yet though, so I'd like it would be good yeah, to I'm, try I'm that on the prone downwind. I've used the 1150 a couple of times too many. I feel we've tried out the 1300 and the 1150 together a few times, and yeah, um, that first time, that first run we did, which actually I'll get, I'll put some footage on for those watching, those listening, go back and watch around here. But Jamie from Ocean Culture Magazine filmed some yeah. pretty. That was our first together, time, yeah. first yeah, time proper. using the RS. Zane surprised yeah. me. And, he did yeah. a little, little bit <laughs> um, yeah. and yeah, that really felt like I could. If it, the eleven fifty feels like when it's windy, it's a really good compromise of glide 
and turnability. Like, For sure, yeah. Halves and like sort of you can whip the turns around more than, you know, obviously the PNL, way more than the PNL 185. And I haven't had a lot of goes in the 1300 yet, but um, obviously it's a bigger span, so it doesn't turn quite as well. Whereas I use the RS 1000 and it, it um, in a super windy day, but it has a different feel to it, I found, the RS 1000. Do, do you agree? Like that it's a little bit... Um, like yeah, definitely more, and... definitely more surfier for sure. I haven't done it. I haven't um, done a downwinder on one yet. I think I'd need it to be pretty windy to get up. Mm. Be patient to get on the right bump. But yeah, I think you can get up for sure. Like yeah, I, okay. first go I got up on it on yeah. the right bump though. Yeah, yeah. right. So obviously you need a, a lot higher speed to just keep it going. Um, so less downtime between the bumps. Hey. Yeah, um, for sure. But what I felt the other day, just proning it. it it was such a smooth wing to ride. Like, um, yeah, just turned, turned really nicely and was like really predictable, which mm. is nice just to hop on for the first time and just know what it's capable of. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it'd be good to ride it a bit more. Just um, I find it takes a good week or two to really tune a wing in. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just the conditions and takes, yeah, they're not all the same. No. Um, but yeah, yeah. The- yeah, I'm like I'm pretty stoked, I, especially after testing like a bit of access gear, a bit of lift gear, a bit of Takuma gear, and then get the and I sort of felt like oh no, GoFoils maybe losing its you know speed downwind especially, and then yeah, because the PNL185 is a pretty big foil, it's pretty epic for downwind for most conditions, yeah. but when it's super windy, like there's no like it's using the fifty, yeah, like, that's it's it's an upgrade big time, totally yeah yeah definitely big time upgrade yeah yeah. Um, I guess like at, at the same, like every every brand's bringing out these new wings and they're all staggered, you know. So yeah, like one brand will bring a really good one out, and then like another brand will just be behind, and then they'll up them, and then you know. So it's like yeah, it's moving really fast. It and, is. It's um, crazy from even back like in the last year, like the from the P one eighty to the P and L to now the RS, like. Yeah, what's next? Big improvements. <laughs> yeah, what's next? Yeah, who knows? Can't wait. Yeah, um, seriously. Yeah. I want to talk to you. I want to open up um, on, on board, board sizes and equipment yeah. because you were, you started – t- tell us what you started on and, and what you progressed yes. in. So I started on your – what was it? The Sun, um, Sun Nova Casey Aviator, and it was – I think it was just the stock 6.0 by 27. Yeah. 96 litres. And, uh, and then progress down to the, the 510 by 26, by mm-hmm. 86 litres. And how did and that, that how did that jump feel, like going from the bigger board to the smaller, a um, little bit shorter, a little bit narrower? So bigger board, wider board, more stability for sure. Um, I found going down to the smaller board and more narrow, there was less um, drag in the water. So it was definitely easy to get up. Um, less effort to get up for sure mm-hmm. but the the length i found when i was paddling i'd like uh lean too far forward and i'd um kind of nosedive it mm-hmm. sometimes yeah and i'd go over the front so i found six o's definitely a good length um and then i went down to the, the one that you gave me the uh what is it six six o by 24 79 liters yeah yeah, and I thought, I thought I was I was um, 
remember I was bugging I in my, music for ages. Yeah, like, I'm music, music, music. Out. Yeah, yeah. And then I went out and, and it was even, it was way easier than the, the 510. I guess it was two inches narrower. Um, but yeah, it didn't feel too bad. It definitely, definitely a narrower board. Isn't that, it's not as nice paddling out to the wind line, but mm. as soon as you turn downwind and you're facing down, and that's what really all that really matters is um, it's definitely a lot easier to paddle, like a lot less drag. So when the right bump comes, it's like the right timing. It's like either it's like two, three paddles and you know you're on. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, definitely, it's like we're saying, it's counterintuitive, like the six, like the, you know, when you start on a bigger board, wider board for more stability, but it's harder to get up you know, on the bumps. Mm. And as you progress, you go narrower. It's harder to stand on, but it's easier. Yeah. So um, that could definitely be a thing that people don't take into account um, when starting. I, I yeah recommend find a board that you're comfortable standing on and paddling. And then when you progress, like uh, whatever your progression is, just slowly go down the down the um, the leaders and the width because mm. it uh, definitely helps, makes it a lot easier getting up um, with a narrow board and a bit less volume. Yeah. And it um, also, I find in, even when you're, when you're gliding and the board's out of the water, there's um, it's more streamlined in the air, like having a thinner board uh-huh. and a narrow board. It doesn't have as much drag. So yeah, especially pumping around, I find it's a lot easier to pump as well. Yeah. Probably, probably weight as well, don't you reckon? Like yeah, the, the, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But I definitely do think like a wider board, I, I, I guess I'm, I guess I'm anti-wide boards, wide foil boards, because I, I sort of hear myself talking, I'm always saying like to prone, you're better off narrower because when you turn, you can yeah, kind of yeah. turn harder without touching down. And then on the SUPS, I'm also saying narrow because you can paddle up, paddle up on them easier. So yeah. I guess I see the advantage of a wide board and being stability and balance. Yeah. But once you're up and foiling, I don't see the advantage of, of a wider board. Yeah, I guess I've never... Ridden, yeah, that's true. I've never ridden a um, like a downwind board that's under 5'10 and wide. Like you mm-hmm. see guys riding like 5'6s by, I don't know, 26. I've never never experienced that feeling of a small board. Um to get up it'd be interesting to see how that would go so mm. yeah yeah um, i know like matt costa for example he was saying how hard and hard a time he's having on the stand-up um he said it's the hardest thing he's ever done and i'm like really um but he's on like a five six by th- oh, he'll he'll say i'm wrong it's like five six by 29 or something or 28 yeah, right. and i'm like man that'd be i don't think i'd be able to paddle that up because really? The short and wide, like shorter, less waterline, wider, more drag. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be good. There's not many of those boards around, eh, at the, like around where we live. Um, no, nah, that'd be interesting. Interesting to see. The only, only person I can think of is Indy. He's got one like that. Yeah, um, true. But he's a, he's a freak paddler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah. like I guess on that, like there aren't that many downwind specific boards around either. That's true. Yeah, it's, just, um, it's very new, isn't it? Yeah. So last year when we were doing the Aviator with Sonova and Casey, I was sort of pushing to go narrower, 
and we had this discussion with the designer Marcus and the the sales team Sonova and they were like well how many people are going to be downwinding these boards and I'm like well hopefully more in the future and they're like well <laughs> yeah the you know, time <laughs> yeah yeah and I was and they're like well shouldn't we shouldn't we design it more for in the surf and I'm like yeah but let's let's do it that you can downwind them too so I pushed them to go a little bit longer and a little bit narrower rather than go the yeah. full Kalama square um it is it is a good hybrid board for sure for winging I learned how to wing on it and yeah um like surf sup i found i found it was a really good wingboard i had that for i was using that for a while yeah um yeah but now everything's yeah. getting everything's getting more specific isn't it like yeah de- definitely are getting longer and skinnier wingboards yeah. are getting shorter and wider yeah um, yeah and then i guess it's with the progression of the sport everything's getting more yeah. niche yeah and there's i feel like there's less sup foiling going on in the surf yeah, um, most people that suck foil are probably going to prone foiling, except for what's his name in in Maui, um, Howbound, dude, he rips. Oh, there's him and there's another dude. He's they're, they're weapons. Yeah, and they're both on the Kalama squares, and they're absolutely yeah yeah threading. Like yeah, Eddie, I think is a yeah the other guy. Eddie O, that guy. Yeah. Man, just the lines he takes on with foil foiling is some of the nicest lines I've seen. Yeah, on any board. Yeah. On any board. He's he's got the paddle and he's really leaning over and banking and yeah, the hits and airs and yeah. It's good to watch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I also found on another note, like um also another good way to get confident is like use the wing as a tool for downwinding. So obviously if you come down, you can get up. Um with the wind, with the wing. And um, what I was doing a lot was I was winging out like Newport, which is a local wing spot. <clears throat> it's in the ocean. So in a suddenly the, there's like a reef that extends out along the, up out the coat, out to the ocean. Mm-hmm. And suddenly wind comes across and it doesn't, it blocks the wind bumps and the swell can wrap in. So it's obviously really nice for wing, like wing foiling in the in the ocean and then I would downwind back home with the wing. Oh, and I found that was that was good um that was good kind of training to it's like it was only it's only like ten minutes on the foil back to where I live. I think we're gonna sessions. <laughs> <laughs> it was around um summer. Yeah. All those southerlies. But um yeah I found just I'll just go home and wing and just wing wing out out to the wind line and then just um free wing all the way back and yeah. i found that's a good way to um it's less risk way to uh downwind and like learn how to learn how to read the bumps mm. i found just i just go as long as i could and i yeah once once you can i feel like if you can go for five ten minutes with the wing um you're pretty much ready to like start paddle downwinding because the wing definitely you can't take a straight lines with it because it gets in the way and it's mm. a bit more to handle. Yeah. So if you can kind of um, be confident uh, down free winging with the, the wing, the hand wing. Um, yeah. yeah, it's good. It's a good, um, it's a good way to learn for sure. And then when you, when you start doing the paddling, it's so much easier to, to ride the bumps because you can just go straight left, right. And not have to, 
deal with this this big inflated thing. <laughs> yeah, cumbersome thing. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. That's something I guess like I, I really want to convert the wingers to 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 what it like whether they deflate, whether they suck, whether yeah. they boogie foil, whatever it is. I want to get because there's so many people wing foiling that never you know, usually they go wing foil to prone foiling to I don't know, everything in between. Yeah. But I want to get, because now the wingers are doing downwinders, I want to get, you know, you, you sort of encouraged me, the the deflate wing downwinder. We, we, Zane and I yeah. chatted about it for a bit. Um, why don't you tell us about the broken bay run, the, the, what we've been doing there? Oh, the, in a nor, uh, westerly. So, yeah. Um, was that in July we, do, we did that? that? That was that really good day. Yeah. It was a two, good two days. And there's a crew of us. Yeah, yeah. There's a crew of us that... um. So where we where we live is a peninsula, and the the peninsula runs out, and then on the inside of the peninsula is it's pit water, so it goes all the way. It goes. I'm gonna bring six, a map seven, up. So we can, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be easier. Um, keep explaining. Doing a good job. It, it, so the peninsula runs out from Mona Vale, all to Palm Beach, which is what six beaches, and as it gets further north, it thins out to Palm Beach headland, and it's about peninsulas like. 200 meters wide from the beach from palm beach ocean side to the to the pit water side and um west of that it goes all the way up up to the hawkesbury mm -hmm. and we wing up about 40 minutes which is about five kilometers dead into the wind it's a bit of a slog yeah so we can see it here so we literally yeah. launch um in this little spot here at the end of the golf yeah. course um, um and then we wing up to Flint and Steel, which is this beach facing north or east, nor'east. Yeah, that's it there. Yeah, about there. Yeah. It's a bit of, it's a, it is, it is definitely not that enjoyable winging up. No, nah, the upwind suck. I, I <laughs> want to play around with a harness. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I saw Sam had a harness and that was a good idea. He just bolted yeah. one onto his um, leg rope or his waist belt. Yeah. Um, but, Pack in, and then you pack down. You can either pack down, go into the beach and pack down and chuck in your backpack. But what I've been doing is just east of that beach, just, um, I'll, yeah, I'll, um, I'll pack down, see that little, see where the beach is and there's that little like rounded cove. Yeah. I'll just pack down there. It takes about three, five minutes and then paddle out past like the beach and then the current to the you want we, we do it when it, the wind's westerly so blowing yes, out of the river and yeah. then the um the tide is running in so it creates the bumps to stand up um and as soon as you get from just that point the 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 tide is running so hard like you can, yeah if it wasn't windy you'd be getting blown back into the hawkesbury or you're being pulled back into the hawkesbury yeah um and it's it's only a short run, but it's it's a really good one because it's there's no ocean swell, and it's really organised. It's really easy to read because mm -hmm. in the ocean there's a lot more going on, like angles and um, different direction. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. It's super yeah. clean. Well, what what, sure. what what I've been trying to get more crew to do is it's a little bit more dangerous, but you know we we basically pack up and we go downwind, and then once we get past West Head. Generally, you start heading back in. But what I've been trying to get more crew to do is continue along Banjo Headland, and you try to finish just here. 
Yeah. And then you just, there's, it's a little shitty, but it's like a, I don't know, maybe a one kilometer paddle in from the tip, but it's super smooth because the wind's obviously offshore. So you get like an extra, how much further is it? So let's see. Looks if like you go from here to, it's like for that last kilometer, one and a half K sucks. Like that's real shitty because this yeah. headland blocks it. But if you go like a little bit further, good. you get an extra two Ks downwind. But then and you got the to paddle. That's the best part, isn't it? <laughs> but the other day, you you winged it and then winged back into into the beach. Yeah, the, I was. <laughs> I yeah, I went out. I went out here. This is a little Westerly, but the wind it was hadn't it wasn't strong enough. So I literally yeah. just went around the headland and just came in. I didn't end up deflating my wing at all. Um, just wasn't. But yeah. The pack down is a good good way to do it. It's a good yeah. adventure. Yeah, I think um, epic. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I haven't done the the pack down without a paddle. So whip yourself into the the bumps and then deflate. Yeah. But I've been doing the the wing out, which is so nice because you don't have to paddle for whatever five hundred to a kilometer. Yeah, and especially um, along our coast because it's yeah always seems to, like the swell always seems to push us in. So yeah. Winging yeah. out and you get the straightest line. Totally. And the and like if you deflate, you're just sitting down on your board and you deflate, you can bring wring out all the water pretty easily. Like mm. it does add a bit of weight, but it's not when it's really windy, it doesn't really affect getting up mm. too much because the bumps are so good. Mm. So yeah, definitely that was a good eye opener doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it makes it enjoyable for sure. The paddle out, or it's not even a paddle out. Yeah, the wing out. It's like you get <laughs> yeah, the best the of both yeah. sometimes. Totally. Um, actually, yeah, for, for those people that are time poor, especially like, um, what I've found is, you know, if you can't organize a shuttle, but if you can wing upwind, say you've got a 45 minute window to do something in the water. And so you normally you go for a surf, but I'd say go for a wing or you said you go for a surf or go for a wing upwind, like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes and then deflate. If you want to deflate while up on foil or you want to sit down and deflate then paddle up totally up to you but deflate and then foil back to where you started and that's pretty much you, you you'll get back in half the time that took upwind as long as you're proficient downwind um maybe if you're not proficient downwind don't go too far upwind to start with yeah yeah you're working on your skills is the main yeah. thing yeah you literally just totally. work skills and it's just yeah it's an epic way to like time poor downwinder you just yeah upwind for 20 downwind for 10 you're done in half an hour Epically and maximizing the time on the foil. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I remember we did a prone down when I grabbed my wing and we were going to either, we talked about running back to the car, but I'm like, no, I'm going to wing because just work on my yeah. switch. And you're like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, like working the Fully. skills. I don't know how to switch wing. Yeah, we need to get your switch stance. <laughs> I don't know how you have to flip and steal. Fully just twisted back. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. <laughs> oh, it's hectic. Actually, one thing on, on the wing, this for the for the wing crew, one thing I noticed you do that totally makes sense now why you do it, that when you're switch, you grab the leg rope or the leash from your wing and you hold it out to the side. So instead of being twisted like this, I see you're holding the yeah. leash. Yeah. So it makes you less twisted. Yeah, no, it, it's obviously a bit harder to hold, but when it's windy, you can just square up on your board a bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, uh, also doing the one hand in the light wind, it's pretty, it's pretty fun to try. Yeah. It actually, when it's light and you got one hand, say second handle down, the 
you, the wind is just picking the wing up. Like it hits the wing way more, so you get way more power in it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. To down or just that's just going straight across the wind. Yeah, just going just going upwind or tacking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to. I really want to try. I see guys in Hawaii do it, and they put the wing to their back. I've tried it, but I've always just the been a bloody. Every time I've done it, it's been a yard sale. <laughs> Scary to do that stuff, huh? Yeah. I've sure. done it once accidentally and I realized how good it is. I'm like, oh, this is cool. But then I didn't, I don't know how I'd do it again. It just sort of got mixed up and white yeah. rock just sort of got all, you know, the wind does funny things there. And yeah, I was just like, all right, well, I guess it's here. And I put it over my head and it backwinded. And I'm like, oh, I'm star fishing. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. You go yeah. fast, I reckon. Yeah. You go real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess so. On equipment, you started big, um, board and and foil, and then yeah. progressed down from the GL two forty to probably the eleven fifty is the smallest one you've downwinded now. Yeah, that's what I'm on now. Um, the go to when it's say seventeen knots and over. Yeah, when it's good wind. Um, I know I we went out the other day and I used the eleven fifty and you in the thirteen hundred and I was pumping way more. And I'm like Zane, you want to yeah. swap? <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> but the other day, that last Friday, we swapped and I just bailed with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was fine when we swapped to the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's, it's good changing gear out there. It's a mm. good, good way to do it. Yeah, for to sure. Test that out, for sure. That's why I was stoked when you got on the same board as me now. It's like, all right. Yeah. Now we'll kind of nice to have on a board with no um, pad on it. It's just like, obviously, you got to wax it every time, but there's a lot less weight. Yeah, that's, that was purely because I forgot to ask for a pad. But the wax is cool. I yeah, just thought, you just wear lucky. it out pretty quick, foiling because like <laughs> pump, 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 pump. Yeah. Like every, but it's it works. You know, it works. It's um yeah. I think you save a bit of weight. Maybe um like a like a like strips of grip would be better. So it's fully. Yeah. Good idea. But it's, uh, I I find... Casso's been doing that for years. He just cuts up grip pads. To little squares, and he's got all this tiles like, gaps, but it's doesn't matter. <laughs> I find having a um a bump on the back foot. The board that I'm riding doesn't have a the the tail pad kick, mm-hmm. and that that's all right. But the bump on your back foot, it's a good way to where like to indicate where your feet are or your back foot is. Yeah, and like I find um having your feet closer together or your front foot, your back foot further forward, that's a lot more efficient to pump when you're going at high speeds. Yeah. Um, and then when, when you're really between like bumps and you're kind of hunting for the next one, I put my foot further back so I can get a, a deeper pump. So I push down harder and I get more lift out of it. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm, when I'm up at a higher speed, I'll move my back foot forward. Yeah. Um, just for more more efficiency. Yeah, I, I I feel like your pump game for anyone around here is kind of second to none, especially on a prone board. Like you're a bit lighter than me, which definitely helps. Um, but just seriously, your your pump game, like on the when you were on the P one hundred and eighty, you were doing like 10, 15. I can you probably you probably done twenty minutes up in the surf zone on the P one hundred and eighty. It's like literally doing laps, and like that, that tip where you further back and then further forward. Definitely, I, yeah. I've, I've done that a lot, and it, I agree, it totally works. But you're doing something else, right? And what else? What other tips do you have? Like seriously, the secret. <laughs> nah. Tell um, I feel I feel like when you're pumping, it's good to move your feet around. So 
say on a prone, I'll be pumping out the back out and I'll feel like the efficiency of the foils, well, it's, I'm slowing down. I'm not keeping the, the speed up. So I'll move my foot back and I'll get a, a bigger pump in. So I'll push down harder and then get back up on that top third of the water. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I'll move my foot, foot for, uh, back like forward. Yeah. And um, so I'll just go between that. So when I'm proning, I'll actually move my back foot around quite a bit when I'm pumping. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, and it's definitely just, I guess for everyone, it's different. Like it's just feeling um, like the motion of your foil and the yeah, cadence so, of it. So actually, do you yeah. think about like different gears? So like you talk about having your foot further back to get that extra height. That's like a, I guess you're doing that to get extra height and then you move further forward and that's, is that more for speed and efficiency? Yeah, yeah, yeah. More like at a higher speed and just keeping up at that, keeping up that speed and on that height on the foil. Mm-hmm. I find when I'm lower in the water, I'll, yeah, I'll put my foot a bit further back. Like when I'm saying further back, I'm saying like half the width of my foot. Yeah. I'll just yeah. move it a tiny bit back and, and that will just be enough to get like, go over a wave and then as you're coming down the back of that wave pump up and then you're back up on foil again at that height mm-hmm. um yeah i guess it, it's all just comes down to feeling isn't it an experience mm-hmm. um yeah there's more time on the foil pumping definitely the better and i find going between wings so like a surf wing and then like obviously if you got the opportunity to have a few wings you can like just it's like a like surfing you can just change it around and you get familiar with feelings and then as soon as you like go back to an old wing you just know that feeling and what it, the cadence of the wing and then like how much glide it has and how fast it goes mm-hmm. so i find yeah. just changing your foils a bit just like tricking your mind and not getting too comfortable on a foil definitely helps a lot with um progression yeah and um and you're pumping for sure mm, I, I i definitely like I noticed that from when I first saw you for it. I remember you were at White Rock with Jack and you were ripping. And I was like, Lana, that guy's ripping, huh? He's like, <laughs> I'm like, she's like, she's like, you're better. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> she always has to better. say that. She has to say that. Um, you're always better. <laughs> no, honestly, I reckon the last couple of months, one, so Zane's been playing around some straps too, one by one foil straps. And the airs I've seen you've been doing lately is freaking ridiculous. Um, your mm. pumping game, especially on the NL 130, like you kind of inspired me to jump back on the 130 because I was kind of like big old fat guy, just stay on the NL 160. It's easier to pump. And you were like, oh, try the 130. It's kind of good. And then I went, I was using the 145 for heaps, but you were still on the 130 and you were, I don't know, the way you link on the 130 yeah. is, to me is pretty amazing. Um, De- definitely on well, the 130, you don't need to pump round. Well, I ride it days that you don't need to be pumping around for four, like three, four minutes. It's mm. kind of those good days where you you just need to get it. You just need enough to get out to like a good one. And then like, obviously the 130 is such a good surf wing. It turns so well. Mm. So that's the compromise of just being able to pump, get out and pump enough to get out to the good ones. And then you'd be able to like rip turns and surf it so much better. Mm. Then the, the 160 you can pump, pump round for longer but the turning capability is not as good mm. i find yeah so, sure. yeah it's just um yeah it, i find for the good days definitely worth being able to have the confidence of turning harder and just like making it a bit more of a surf feel 
than nursing it. Yeah, Matt a Poster, actually, he posted the other day, he's like, um, linking waves is so 2020. He's like, go use, use your, use like a smaller foil. So maybe like, you know, using like the NL100 in the surf, like there's no doubt. Yeah. There's no freaking surf, the NL100. You're not going to sure. link as many waves, but like just surf the wave and like just push as hard as you I, can. I totally didn't relate to that because I like last year, I definitely wanted to pump around a lot more and just and i was actually had like fear of riding a small wing and not being able to pump out and catch the next one mm. so but now like on a good day i'm happy to like have that compromise just like catch like get up pump out catch a wave and then maybe catch another and then like paddle out like 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 on a shortboard so <laughs> old school <laughs> yeah yeah i actually have really weak shoulders from not surfing as much. <laughs> like every time i paddle now i'm just like oh my paddle fitness is it's not as good yeah because you, yeah. you never paddle out anymore he's like no, he's never. Never. <laughs> if you ever see zane and he falls off on the inside like you must hit seaweed or something because pretty rare that you fall off inside you always pump out past the break and catch the next set coming in um which yeah you were using the you're using the 180 for, or the P180 for ages, and I couldn't believe the turns you were pulling on it. Um, any tips to surfing a big wing? Um, just don't try and surf it like a small wing. <laughs> well, you can, you can, but you're always gonna you're gonna be breaching your tips a lot for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's a good wing. Like bigger wings are good to get on, like ride on your prone, because you can just feel the speed of it and the cadence of the pump. So when, say, you're coming into from proning and you want to learn downwind, you're very familiar with your um, your gear. Mm. And I find that's a big confidence builder is being familiar with what you're riding and just knowing what it what it's going to do and how it's going to react in certain, like, lines you're going to take. And, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know you, 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 know, you said it earlier, but you rode your SUP foil board for a while before in between downwind efforts. and Yeah. That helped a lot, huh? Because just like definitely, just getting used to paddling it, surfing yeah. it, pumping yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, because obviously so. a, a bigger board's heavier, so it's harder to pump. Mm. But when you when you're downwinding, you can use that weight to your advantage. It, you know, has carries more momentum with a heavier board and a, a longer board for sure. Yeah, the swing weight you can use, I reckon, to your advantage. Like when you get a bit more drive out of it, I reckon. Like you can, totally, yeah. Mm. Especially, yeah. So, um. Well, we spoke about it the other day, like Dave Kalama on the same equipment and it's windy, man, he hooks downwind. Like I was, I did a run with him yeah. and he was like ridiculous. Like we did a Kihei run at the beginning and he could hardly get up and I was sort of waiting for him doing circles and then he got going and the first K kind of slowed and it built and built and it got windier and windier and the bumps got bigger and bigger and he just got further and further ahead. Right. And, um, he's just carrying he must carry so much momentum through the and he's, i think his decision making at speed is so good that he never right you know when you have wings like maxed out and you yeah. try to hold that feeling for as long as you can without you know doing too much yeah yeah he seems to hold that maximum speed for longer than anyone i know anyway right you know, okay. obviously maliko run he's got a good playground to, to practice it but yeah maxing out on a foil for the maximum time so he's just yeah, you know, it's like he's in one swell the whole time, but obviously having a link as well. Totally. Yeah, I find when I get up to the speed like that, that much speed and that much lift, I'll be on it. I'll be, I'll be doing like that speed for about max 
20 seconds and I'm kind of chasing, like hunting to keep that speed up. But I, at, like recently I've always been, there's always, the swells been going too fast. So there's always that downtime again. And then mm. to like hunt the small ones and then slowly build up to the, like the medium and then the, the sets come through and then you're back up to that speed. But I haven't had a run where I'm just maintaining that, that high average speed the whole run. Mm, so yeah but, um yeah it definitely comes down to decision making and like i think uh, he talks about wormholes and yeah. i call them shortcuts yeah like um like today it was a really light day and i found obviously decision making was the key to uh staying up and not using as much energy so i was always hunting left and like like rod just like tapping into the smallest bit of energy and then when you know it's enough, I just turn back down and just follow it as long as I could until it dissipated and then go out left again and hunt again. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah definitely when, you, when you're going left, that's out to sea. When you're going, going left, are you yeah. letting a few swells go? Are you letting a couple? So, yeah, if I, if I see if I see like a, a, a group of bumps coming, I'll let the first – A packet, yeah, that's fine. I'll let the, I'll let the first bump go. Or the, or the first or the second and then because when it's slower you can um, let those first two go and the third one will generally kind of be the steepest and then you can you jump onto that one and then you ride that and then you can kind of pump over pump over that one and into the the, the front one and then mm -hmm. you ride that one yeah and then they'll either catch back up to you or or dissipate so you got to kind of you can't stay on it so you got to keep hunting um, and then you use yeah. that speed to sort of hunt back out to see. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, definitely when you're on those ones and it's like kind of in any condition when you hit the big ones, you're just chasing them or you're like weaving just to stay on them. Yeah. I find. Yeah. Like generally I'll like kind of on the bigger days, I'll they'll either be going too fast for me and I'll, I'll keep up with them for like 30 seconds or whatever. And then, um, like, I'll be hunting again. And then I'll be, like, small bumps. And then those small bumps propagate to, like, medium. And then just keep getting bigger and bigger. And then you're back up to that that max speed again. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, I found that, what was it, Tuesday? It was super windy. Um, so I, yeah. I averaged my fastest ever time downwind using the RS1000. And I, I felt like the I felt like it could always go faster. There wasn't right. a lot of swell that day. And it was kind of southwest. The wind was yeah super windy. It was like south, south with a hint of west in it. So it was yeah. definitely coming over left shoulder. Swell was coming yeah. over right shoulder. And he had those yeah. A-frames. And when I got one of those A-frames on the RS-1000, I was loving it. It was just like yeah. gliding so nicely. But in between, I was really looking for more speed. So exactly what you're saying. Like yeah. you're, you're sort of waiting for something to show up. And yeah. you just got to keep it moving. And then when that big one came, you'd have to kind of get onto medium to, to get, get the speed, speed up to then, get onto it. Yeah. To then jump totally. on the fast one. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it's hard to, obviously at a low speed, it's hard to, you can do it. It's just harder to like be at a low speed, low less momentum and then try and chase that bigger bump. So it's good mm. to keep your speed up, obviously like your average speed high. And then when that bump comes through, you can, you can jump on it and chase it. Yeah. And then, but that's like, I'm still learning all that at the moment, just keeping my speed up, um, like yeah. my average speed, keeping them 
Yeah. We spoke about the other day when I was on the 1150 and you're on the 1300 and like you were gliding so much nicer between bumps. I was on a smaller foil, but we were basically, you, you were quicker. You were moving quicker most of the time. I had to turn a lot more. Right, yeah. And like cut out and cut in and cut out and cut in, whereas you were just standing on the bump and gliding. And for me, that was a real lesson, um, always learning. Yeah. A bigger foil maxed out or, or closer to maxed out is way better than a smaller foil having to work the whole time. Because okay. if you're maxed out the whole time, you're going to glide in between those max speeds. Whereas if, I, if I'm on a foil that's too small, I'm going to, you know, have those little spurts. But in between, I'm going to have to really work it. And if I'm never maxed yeah. out, I'm never going to, you know, it's not going to be as enjoyable a run. Totally. Uh, definitely, definitely find, like, having a bigger foil, even when it's windier, it's, it's nice because you're not pumping. Mm. Like, there's, there was times the other day and I was maxed out for, like, minutes at a time. And I was like, I'm actually like, usually I'm sweating in a downwind. And I was just standing there. I was like, this is just so nice. Not having to hunt for the hunt for anything. You just yeah. like, yeah, kind of just, you kind of, I was wiping speed off just to, I didn't want to get bucked off my board. That was on the 1150. That, yeah, was on the, that was, that, that other day was the fastest run I've done on the, uh, on the foil on the 1150. Yeah. Well, what did you, so, you, you, you averaged like close to 24, didn't you? Yeah, I was doing between 23 and a half. Well, 23 to 24. Yeah. Days an hour. Yeah. So what, time, that was, what were your watch splits? Like, you know, the beeps at you? Do you know what? Um, they were around, I think the best one I did was two minutes uh, 20. Yeah. Between two minutes 20. And then yeah, between that, between two minutes 20 and two minutes 30. Yeah. Yeah. And pretty so, consistent. I guess the trick is getting those yeah. consistent because if you have lots low 220s, you're obviously getting closer to 24, 25 Ks now. But if, it's like one, two, thirty, and it, I know, I've yeah, got average speed on my, on my watch. And I know that when I do like, you know, a two, something in the two teens, it's like, oh, that was a good one. Then you get up to two thirties yeah. in the same run. It's like, damn it. What did I do differently? And sometimes yeah. you just don't find those sets. Totally. Mm. Just downtime, isn't it? Or hunting out to see. Um, yeah. If you hunt out to see too long, that's definitely your times get slower and yeah. Um, have you have you cracked under two minutes yet? Nah. Is it, is I, I have power dinging. Only power dinging. Yeah, right. Yeah. I did the other day, I did a 208 on the RS1000 and I did three wow. consecutive 211s, like back Whoa. to back to back, which I was pretty stoked on because. What's that, like 26Ks an hour or something? Yeah, I don't know. Like, um, yeah, I think it's, a, yeah, it's quicker than 25 because my average was going yeah. up. I, I, at one point in my run, my average was 25.8Ks an hour. Um, wow. but then I had to come in at Palmy and you know, you, you, yeah, you know how shit that is in a Southwester. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kind of glass. And it was so windy. It wasn't Westerly. Um, it was like South. It was pretty South, yeah. but it was so strong that it felt offshore, you know, like, right. And it kind of is, but it's like, I was yeah. out here and I had to come into here and this bit, like that wind coming into your face was, yeah, you know, when, it's, when it's 40 knots, like that's up, that feels pretty gnarly upwind. Yeah, totally. It's different. Like at Palmy, like if you come in, say, near the pool mm. compared to bend in the road, it's like a K, K and a half difference. Yeah, I had to or come K. in and bend in the road because I couldn't yeah, get any right. kiddies. Yeah, it was um, lucky there wasn't much swell because sometimes when big, big, like you don't want to come in down by the bend in the road. Nah. You know, <laughs> and actually, tell us about your your 
after that, you know, that best ever run coming in at Av. Oh, <laughs> like I wish I kind of punched it around the corner. It's like obviously less swell, but um, I did it with Joe and he was on, it was his first time um, paddle. He did a proper paddle downwind run actually the other day, which is yeah. sick. Um, and I came in first. I think I was like five, 10 minutes in front of him. And I always seem to line it up when there's sets. Yeah. Always. Like That's because you're time. always riding those packets, yeah. mate. If you yeah, always right. ride the packets, you're going to come <laughs> in with a packet on the shore. <laughs> every time. And I try, if it's like that, I try to get behind one. And as, as soon as I get close to the shore, that's when they're standing up and the, they pull out the bump. So you're always chasing it. And then this, oh, the other day, I just got on a set and just got so pounded on the shorey. As a full, as a, as a bit of a yard sale. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but it was all good. I just, I just didn't really make it all, all the way in. Yeah. <laughs> I was shy like 30 meters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, the shorey, the shorey is another thing you got to negotiate, especially if you're coming in when it's bigger. Definitely. Yeah. How big was be, it? Just for those listening, how, how big was it? Do you four, reckon? Take five, four to five foot. Yeah. And I was like, when I, when I, when I came off the foil, I was just in the perfect spot for where it was just breaking on my head. It was just like, <laughs> like three waves on the head. <laughs> yeah, it was like whoever was in the car park was like, who's this kook? That's yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> you just come from Colorado, right? average like yeah. close to 24Ks an hour, but he can't handle a shorey. Can't negotiate, can't negotiate the shorey. <laughs> and then, yeah, so Joe, Joe went out in the GL240. He's sort of taken a similar, um, similar path to you in that he yeah. started prone and he's pumping around really well prone. And then yeah, we took him, we got him in a prone down window with us the other day and he was using the P180, I think, or the NL190. And he... Um, I think it was the P180. Yeah. He keeps falling, like, just a little bit, like, just when he yeah. gets out, he falls. And then it is. I've lent him the GL240 since. Yeah. And he's, it's, it's clicking, Man, like, the bigger He got the first go the other day, like, mm. just, yeah. He would have been so maths on the GL240 on Tuesday. For sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he only came in, like, five ten minutes after me and he yeah. just fell he fell off once or twice so he must have been going pretty quick on that yeah for sure yeah. so yeah i think he um did he tell you he broke the inbox the fin box out of his board i oh, didn't tell me that i mean on the same shore you mate <laughs> he failed <laughs> to mention that interesting <laughs> <laughs> that's so good yeah. so yeah same shore he got he got pounded as well yeah sure. um yeah, but I let, I've lent him my old my old sup, so same board. Yeah. yeah. He's frothing. No, it's good. Yeah. It's all the boards good certainly see. aren't designed for that kind of impact, are they? No. 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 We're, yeah. I'll have to tell the crew at Sonova. Make them stronger. And lighter. Okay. <laughs> at the same time. And less expensive. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Nah, but um, well, it's about eight o'clock. I reckon let's start wrapping it up. And I always yeah. ask, I always ask my guests to to give or to finish off with um, three bits of advice for those first doing a downwind foil. So let's 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 hear it. Um, definitely a uh, bigger board. So foam foam's your friend. Definitely mm -hmm. in downwinding. You don't want to go too small because it just makes it a lot more difficult. Makes the learning process harder and slower, I find. Mm -hmm. um, 
and time time on the equipment for sure is a big one just for confidence out there and being being able to knowing you can get up um and the third one would be um probably just patience also uh also with yeah patience with like reading like patient with the right bump to come to you because they generally come to you you can't chase them especially mm. when you're trying to get up and also patience with the learning process as well mm. of our learning how to downwind because it's a it's a slog definitely <laughs> not very it's not easy yeah um yeah but once you once you're there it's probably the funnest thing i've ever done in the ocean for sure yeah um yeah no good great tips i'm going to ask you one other question um I want your favourite spot for surf foiling, favourite spot for wing foiling, and favourite downwind run. Um, well, the only downwind run I've done is groundwater to Avalon or Avalon yeah. to groundwater. <laughs> so, I, the a southerly is better, definitely. But I find yeah. in a nor'easter, I'm goofy, so I'm not looking over my shoulder. So I find the nor'easter run is a better run, or it's yeah. more fun for me. Yeah. It's obviously not as fast, but um, it's like you can bank, you can hit the hit those bumps and like turn and like it's on my forehand. So I find yeah the nor'easter run. Um, favorite wing spot? That's a that's a good one. Probably, um, probably Brownwater. That other day it was like a nor'east yeah. wind and south swell, which is so rare to get. Yeah, the nor'east wind. And a south swell was strong enough to be able to get in. That was that was probably, yeah, probably brown water mm. uh, on the wing. And then um, around the corner, butter box for the prone. Yeah, okay. Very, very high performance foil wave. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's generally a few surfers out when we, when we foil it. But that's fine. They're kind of, they're cruisy. How was the last so, time we had it to ourselves and then all of a sudden yeah. 10, 10 surfers came out? Yeah, we got mobbed. <laughs> yeah, fully. We have just... <laughs> Went but, in. Yeah. Too many. Totally. The sun was in our eyes. It was too dangerous. Yeah. Totally. But yeah, definitely um Butterbox is a good prone wave mm. for uh, the goofy. I'll have yeah. to um well Jaroa is a place I want you know once yeah. lockdown ends here, we should definitely do a trip down to Jaroa. And that's for sure. That's northeast winds. So I reckon you'll froth on it because it's you know, front side for you. But it's yeah. you know how when we wing out and then go downwind, it's sort of a straighter run. The, yeah, so the Jirawa bay curves right in, does it? Yeah, curves right in. So you pretty much, when you take off, you're going straight. And sometimes you have to go a little bit right because the bumps kind of push you left. So it's wow. epic. Like it's a sick cool. run. And then for winging, they're sick too. Right, okay. I could imagine yes. down at Jervis would be good as well. The winging. Yeah, yeah. It's um, there and, also yeah. another run last year when I was down um, down south coast, a little bomby to Bali looks like a good run. Mm. Yeah, so many, yeah, so many. Yeah, the line looks pretty straight. Yeah. How's it, um, how's it getting out of Aladala bombing? The locals might sweat you, but you yeah. just paddle past. <laughs> just going for a quick one at the bombing. <laughs> yeah. You might have to paddle out the boat ramp. Yeah. Get, get hounded. <laughs> Wing out. But, Wing um, out from the boat ramp. Yeah, fully. Yeah, it looks like a, as, soon, as soon as you get past the point there, the, the wind line's right there. So, mm. um, yeah. I don't, I don't know how long it is. 15 kilometres, maybe a bit longer. Mm. I think the only only um it's like Newport Reef for us from Avalon. You got to get around the reef, but I think it's um 
what is it, race course beach. That's the, there's only that outcrop of rocks. Yeah, that's but it. I think it's an easier line. Yeah, so many. Yeah, so many yeah. options. That's that's the totally. cool thing, especially with the 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 foil. Anything downwind, you're just looking for these aligned yeah. like coasts coasts that are aligned the right way so that you know, you're, totally. you're dominant winds even, and... even just foil foiling in general like i've surfed all my life and then i go back to these spots and i'm like oh it's a totally different perception of mm. like how i'd ride it now with a foil mm. and it's like a new wave right there again yeah so it makes it all interesting for sure but it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be good when we get out of lockdown we can explore the coastline a lot more yeah uh, one other spot that I recommend that we should hit up one, you know, when lockdown's ending, but in a, in a westerly, obviously Flint and Steel's epic when it's windy, but up towards um, Port Stephens, that westerly run is ridiculously good. We get the tide against wow. it, and, and the yeah. wind seems to always be stronger up there. Yeah. Like west, northwest is best, kind of same as, you know, Flint and Steel. But when there's a super strong westerly up at Port Stephens, you start at Soldier's Point. And you finish at um, Shoal Bay, and it's, okay. I think it's 10, 12 k's. Um, but the car, it's it's a pretty easy shuttle back. It's only yeah, not too bad a drive because you know it's not the city, not Sydney. Yeah. Um, that's that's yeah, well cool. worth the trip up. I've done that on my stand up before. I haven't foiled it before yet, but I reckon like like Broken Bay and the Hawkesbury get like super steep, short, yeah. and lined up bumps. It's like Hood River. Basically, yeah, like, right. Okay. Right there, I find the Hawkesby run, it's you need to have man, the winds have to be at least 30, 40 knots for it to be worth be it. Be really, really good. Yeah. Um, but it's a yeah, definitely a good run. If you're like through winter, we don't get much wind from the south or the north, so it's it's everyone's frothing to do that run. Yeah. 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 It's sick. Yeah, so they were lucky we live in Sydney where there's all, all these options. Um, Pitwater run was a good one. It's a good one as well when it's super strong south, southwest. Yeah. A lot of the crew on Tuesday when we were in the ocean, yeah. they did a, they did a pit, pit water run. You're less likely to get stomped by a big shory coming in doing the pity run. Totally. <laughs> but, but what I found, actually, we mentioned earlier, but like you want to use a slower foil on those bay runs generally because there's less yeah. swell moving. So a mate of mine, Sean Woolner, went out in the GL210 and said it was perfect. And it was howling, right. like as strong as the wind gets. And he, on the 210, he said he was perfectly, like he was, wasn't able to pump too much. Whereas, yeah, yeah you know, in the ocean, I, if he was on the 210, he would have been so maxed. Totally. And like the, the bumps would have been gone past him. I think yeah. I did, I did that run a couple of months ago in a southerly on a, it was an NL220. Yeah. And it was a bit tricky to get going. But once you were going, it was, it was really fun actually. Just carving the whole time. Mm. Yeah. Really yeah, lined up, huh? Yeah, and as soon as it went past Stokes Point, the wind comes from the south and it pushes like that. It like sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, through a bay, it gets like yeah, yeah, frames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it creates like more. It just generates more wind. So uh, mm -hmm. from there to the boat ramp or up to Palmy, it gets really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I haven't done a pity run on the foil for ages, just because normally I'm, I'm in the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah. It's a good, oh, yeah. uh, it's a good training run for sure. Just yeah, because you know, get your skills yeah. up. Totally. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and confidence up too for sure. sure. Um, yeah, I think actually I want to challenge you to do a deflate wing right. back down. I reckon you could do it easy. Like 
if you're next time you go out for a you know you wing out and then you pack up and you go downwind yeah yeah instead of um instead of sitting down and deflating just when when you get out to you know however far out like one two k's out turn down and just deflate it and see how long you can go because worst yeah, case you're just going to sit down and roll it up anyway that's that's so true yeah and like maybe you just roll weekend. it up while you're going like dude so good you're yeah yeah fully. i guarantee yeah cool i'll well, it looks like there's wind this weekend. So yeah, and then next week there's nor'easters, so we'll give it a go. Give it a, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to do a couple. Yeah. I haven't winged out and packed down with the paddle for ages, but um, I'm actually keen Don't to. Don't want to lose the paddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, know, it's, I remember I did one that one when we were at Broken Bay, and I just said, uh, I'm not going to take the paddle, I'll just bring the pump instead. And the, the I prefer to paddle up, I think. I don't know. It, yeah, I like, I like the paddle up just for the... Um, just the skill, like the honing your skills of packing mm. down and then getting up. Yeah. That's like a real, it's a good achievement every time. Yeah. So Yeah, I guess I, I want, I'm going to come up with a way where I can quickly in reinflate the wing, I reckon. Yeah. It's got to be your way. I got a message me really? the other day and there's this, actually, actually this is worth mentioning. Um, I got a message me and said there's this thing called a NASA wing and it's like the NASA parachute, parachute yeah. so that it's sort of you deploy them and they just float. And you can pull yeah. them in and it drops. Um, so instead of that, it's not it's a non-inflatable. And so you just sort of like a kid's kite, I guess, you just sort of throw it up and it it'll in in you know catch all the wind. And then when yeah. you're done with it, you can apparently just pull it and bring it in and just sort of into a pouch. So for there's no inflatable edge. So to get rid of it, I guess you just pull it in. And if you can just stuff it into a pouch, it'd be epic. So yeah, look up NASA wing. That's um, a wing. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm new, new concept. I've got to follow that up because it's like it's a it's like a five meter lines with a you know four. Oh, so you got line, yeah. Obviously you got like a kite. It's like a kite essentially. Yeah. You, you've got the bar and everything, yeah. which is a little bit more right. admin. But um, yeah. If you can just pack it down like super quick and not Holy. have to pump up in the water, that'd be like if you come down instead of having a like I do like with yeah, the pump, yeah. you pump and you got to pump it up. It's you know, it's, it takes about five, ten minutes. Hey, takes takes you, a while. Would, you wouldn't pump it up to max psi. You just pump it up enough. Yeah, normally yeah. I, just, I pump it up for as long as I can. You know, manage to yeah, keep right. doing it because it just it it's um you know you hold the pump at the bottom and then you just like it's yeah. kind of like it's it's not easy. Um, it's doable, but like pumping up a pump on land is not that so enjoyable easy. to start with. It's, yeah, it's so much easier, but it's not that enjoyable. It, it, it's like another one and a half times harder in the water, I'd say. Yeah, right. So Fully. it's like, yeah, it's not enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Commitment, yeah. mate. Commitment. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I do that. So I want the wingers to do it. All but right. I reckon this NASA wing, I, I, we'll have to play, we have to look at it um, together. Um, the NASA wing could be a way that you don't have to pump it up in water and you can just literally throw it up in the air and it pulls you out of the water. So you get your chip in that way instead of the wing. Yeah. SpaceX. <laughs> Fully. Get out of lift off. Yeah. yeah. Epic. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, we thanks for coming on, Zane. Yeah, We've been talking We're trying to hold out and like do it over a beer after a downwinder, but the bloody for lockdown sure. has gone forever. But yeah. maybe down the track we'll we'll get you on again, maybe after we've done a NASA wing downwind. Yeah, the full SpaceX program. Yeah. After that we can <laughs> we can show everyone what we used um, yeah, yeah. over a beer. So yeah, let's um yeah. We'll go for a run again soon, but thanks for coming on the show and sharing stories. Yeah. With, with thanks, the crew. thanks for having me and inspiring all of us to uh, 
do what you're doing. It's good, yeah. good to have someone, someone pushing the sport for, yeah, um, thanks. for everyone. So, yeah. Thanks for joining me because it was lonely out there for a while and now I've got a downwind buddy. <laughs> so, stoked to have you. <laughs> Sick. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, Aaron. All right.